When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Awardist, where we are chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year and breaking down the state of the 2024 Oscars race. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall. Our focus last week was Emmy winner predictions, which I kind of think we nailed. Shout out to EW critic Kristen Baldwin. And this week, it's all about Oscar nomination predictions. EW's Oscars expert Joey Nolfi is back with me this week for that and so much more. Joey, hello. Hello. How's it going? Jared. Oh, do I do I feel like uh, hear awards fatigue setting in? You don't hear awards oh, fatigue okay. setting in. You hear Oppenheimer fatigue lingering. Oh, okay. I have long Oppenheimer is what it's what it's referred to. That was a really bad joke about <laughs> long COVID. I have oh, long Oppenheimer. Wow. Oh, yeah. well. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's a real thing. Oh, it's um, real. Look, we uh, will. Um, th- that that film has been surging. We'll talk more about that uh, a bit in depth uh, later. Before we get to Oscar nomination predictions, let's take a little trip back in time. Last week to um SAG nominations, which were announced last week. Uh, what for you were the biggest snubs and surprises? Uh, this one was really painful. I mean, Charles Melton is my mm. number one snub. I think he really could have benefited from. A showing at SAG here, so could Julianne Moore for May, December. Both of them have picked up a significant amount of precursor love. And yeah, SAG May, May just December said, shut out across the board. Shut out across the yeah. board. I mean, it just that doesn't make sense to me outside of the only thing that I can wrap my head around is that the actors did not like mm-hmm. the fact that it is a sort of Mm-hmm. mocking maybe they interpreted it as maybe like a mocking meditation on performance and they didn't like the fact that it sort of held this mirror up to acting as a profession and sort of reduced natalie portman's um character's portrayal to like mimicry instead of acting yeah, yeah. that's the only thing i can think of because charles melton is far and away that performance is light years better than robert downey jr's which is Sadly, I think going to win the Oscar this year, the way it's going. So it just is really a shame to see Charles get left out of such an important precursor. Mm. Well, in that category, by the way, uh, the nominees you mentioned, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, also Ryan Gosling, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Willem Dafoe for Poor Things. Uh, and Sterling K. Brown got in there for American Fiction, uh, which uh, is on your surprise list. Yeah, that that's on my surprise list. I think this is a really weak group um, in terms of actual performance that SAG nominated. Mm. And I mean, Sterling, is, like they're all they're all good. Um, yeah. I, I don't want anybody to think outside of. I think Robert Downey's performance is a little on the like hammy side. Um, But I think there are just much stronger performances out there this year. And Sterling is one that I think, yeah, American fiction is riding on the wave of like the sentiment of the film, I think more so than the actual crafts uh, that went into it. Um, I think Sterling is a great actor. I just think that this performance just didn't really, I I just don't know that there's enough there. Yeah. 
that he's really necessarily doing to make me think that, you know, he's, he's better than someone like Charles Melton. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk about that performance because I don't really, nothing really sticks out to me as being like, Oh, that's a, that's an Oscar worthy performance. Like, I mean, he did his job. He's a great actor. He, he did a fine job, but it just, it just doesn't rise to that level of, being like, oh, that's an Oscar performance. The same way that like Robert De Niro, that, that performance didn't really strike me as mm. as that. And um, Willem Dafoe, I mean, they love Willem Dafoe. Every like, you know, he gets nominated all the time. But I, I just, that's another performance where I'm just kind of like, it, it doesn't really shout Oscar-y kind of performance to me. Mm. So um, I, I unfortunately, I think that Sterling will probably be the one to fall off with Oscar, um, I think Willem is in. Charles, I'm I'm still, it might just be wishful thinking, but I, I'm not ready to take him out of the performance just yet. Because as we see in recent years past, like the sort of uh, Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, um, uh, BAFTA sort of, and SAG sort of combination is not necessarily mm-hmm. the, the winning format that it used to be. So right. I think Charles is still alive here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other, what other snubs do you want to lament yeah i mean there was a there was a lot i thought that the cast of poor things not getting in for ensemble was kind of shocking given the stature of a lot of those actors and the fact that they nominated willem dafoe in supporting i i thought that that was a little weird that they didn't nominate and also emma stone for lead that they they didn't nominate that for ensemble um the other big shocker is leonardo dicaprio not getting in for best actor um that was very surprising to me uh also i just i don't know if it's necessarily i mean it's a snub in terms of merit but i don't know that it's necessarily a surprise anymore that like fantasia is getting and taraji are getting left out for the color purple i mean their performances are so just towering and epic and amazing and it's really unfortunate that they have been uh you know sort of given they've been sort of paid dust on this Mm -hmm. uh awards trail so far so that's really really uh disheartening well um uh uh, more awards were handed out um over the weekend let's talk critics choice awards uh those were uh awarded on sunday oppenheimer won eight barbie took home six um emma stone won best actress for her performance in poor things and uh all of the holdovers actors that trio took home trophies best actor for paul giamatti best supporting actress for davine joy randolph and best young actor or actress for their co-star dominic sessa what's your big takeaway from the ccas yeah, that that's it's I mean, this is another one where it's very difficult to say usually the critics choice are good predictors of Oscar's taste and they don't necessarily because they don't share any membership. So they don't right. necessarily uh, they're not a pro- there's no shared DNA between them. Right. Yeah. Um, but the statistics here do usually line up. So Paul, I think, yes, the the momentum has has shifted to him. I think that he's the inevitable best actor winner. Davine, she steamrolled everything from the industry to she got the nomination at SAG. She's been winning everything. I think she is the sort of default choice here. And her performance is, is amazing. And it totally lives up to it. I think she's fully deserving. Uh, but the big... Uh, the question here, I think now comes down to best actress because Emma Stone is who I was predicting before Lily started sweeping and getting nominated. 
everywhere, but it, it makes it's it's an interesting matchup now because Lily and Emma didn't go against each other at the Globes. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they had gone against each other at the Globes and Lily had won at the Globes, I would say okay, it's Lily's. But now, but they they both won. Emma won yeah. for comedy. Lily won for drama. Now Emma is winning at Critics' Choice, which is a visibility booster. But again, there's no shared DNA between those groups, so that just further complicates things. Um, SAG will be the defining the the uh, deciding factor here mm-hmm. of who's yeah. going to win Best Actress. I think that's all eyes are going to be on SAG for yeah. that. But it's between those two right now. Yeah, well, and after the Golden Globes, I you know, Killers of the Flower Moon have been winning so many precursor things, but then Oppenheimer wins at the Globes, and I wasn't so quick to think like, oh, okay. Here's where the tide is shifting, because, of course, uh, the Golden Globes, the the voters are all, um, you know, foreign press, even though <laughs> they are no longer called the HFPA. Yes. <laughs> but still, uh, Oppenheimer has a lot of international foreign ties, its director, several of the actors, etc. So it kind of made sense to me that that movie might be who they go for. Um, but now with the critics also going for Oppenheimer, um, I, yeah, I, I guess it's just one of those. It's a wave like we see often in award season, but um, that seems to be where it is right now. Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, I hate to always I hate to always just be feel like I'm just so disappointed with this season, but I just I really don't get the Oppenheimer uh, that that wave. I don't I, I truly cannot understand it. I just don't know how anyone could sit through the last hour of that movie and think literally 33% of this film is worthy of Oscar. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes, okay, it makes I'm gonna no put sense. You, I'm going to put you on the spot quickly. Yeah. Uh, what is actually your personal number one of the year? Saltburn. Ah, should you think should be getting all the nominations and the awards, not just Absolutely. from a, not just from a personal favorite perspective, but a best perspective. Yes. I think that that film's screenplay is perfect. I think that the editing is perfect. I think the performances across the board near perfect. Um, and also, it's just it's it's my personal. Yeah, it just speaks to me uh, aesthetically in terms mm-hmm. of narrative um, direction. Yeah. I think, and it's just the so odd to me. Design and cinematography yeah. are it's yeah. It hits. Mm-hmm. It ticks every box, and I just think mm-hmm. it is so odd to me how the industry can shift from being so in love with something like promising young woman mm-hmm. to completely almost almost across the board shafting uh saltburn i mean yeah. and it and it shares so many of the great qualities that people love about promising young woman yeah. but people can't can't get past the 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 shocking moments to yeah. understand and see everything underneath it i think a lot of them did what we predicted they were going to do and yep. immediately didn't look past the surface and just maybe were disinterested in it from the moment that it started to make them feel uncomfortable. And I think that Oppenheimer makes people feel uncomfortable in a different way, but it's sort of dressed in the typical historical, Mm -hmm. uh, big budget Hollywood way that, but I just, I I just, there's such different films and I tried to remove personal i mean obviously remove personal feelings from predictions like i mean i'm predicting oppenheimer pretty much everywhere Mm -hmm. now but it just personally i i can't i I can't understand it yeah 
Well, let's get into it, shall we? Actual Oscar nomination predictions. We're going to go category by category, starting with the supporting acting categories. Uh, let's tackle actress first. Who are your five picks? So I'm right now I'm going with Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for Color Purple, Jodie Foster for Nyad. I still have Julianne Moore in there for May, December and Dave I enjoy Randolph. I'm predicting to win for the holdovers right now. Who is your um, on the cusp? Like who who could get in there and who would they replace? <sighs> <laughs> God, I want to. All of my heart wants to say Taraji because I feel like I I feel like we we, if Taraji gets in, it'll be like a Marina de Tavira situation where literally zero precursors, you know, nothing uh, suggesting that she's going to get a nomination, but the actors just loved Color Purple so much that. They voted for her, but SAG didn't vote for her. It did get an ensemble nomination. Yeah. So it's a it's very it's curious because I also don't think that SAG's fifth nominee, uh, Miss Penelope Surprise Cruz, mm-hmm. um, is gonna get in for the Oscar. Although she is also no stranger to just like slipping in at the last Slide minute, like yeah, parallel yeah. mothers. Like I mean, yep. she it it. It's such a hard thing to to predict, but I just, I mean, Ferrari literally has shown up nowhere, nowhere. but SAG. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the color purple at least has a little bit more industry support behind it. So, I, and I will say, I think she's the best part of that film. Yeah, I and I, I just think that I'm I'm still going with alternate would be Taraji Julianne. I think is in for Oscar. Got it. Uh, let's talk supporting actor. Who you got for us? So Willem Dafoe for Poor Things, Robert De Niro for Killers, um, predicting Robert Downey Jr. to win for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and then I'm still hanging on to to Charles Melton for um, supporting actor too. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like now it's like will it be Sterling? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't really think I so. Don't think but so, yeah, yeah. the p- strength is the, of that performance is just not there, and I also think that. The Academy's international voting base of actors, many of whom are not necessarily represented at SAG, are more inclined to go for Charles Melton than Sterling's performance. Yep. Um, let's talk animated feature. Oh, Who you got there for us? This is a very difficult one, too. Um, mm-hmm. So I- I'm predicting, I, j- I literally just before we came on to record this, changed my predictions here. So mm. I think I'm going with Boy in the Heron to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also predicting Elemental, Nimona, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Super Mario Bros. movie. I took the peasants off, obviously. Um, and then love that you put in Nimona though. That was one will, of my favorites this last year. Yeah, the Annies, I think, mm-hmm. uh, turned the tide for Nimona. There, I mean, it it dominated those nominations, and also Disney was left off yeah. of the best feature category for the first time since that category was. Uh, individualized and, and broken off from the the sort of uh, general honors of the Annie Awards. So um, that is really telling as well. Like Wish, I think mm-hmm. just underperformed at the box office too much yeah. and was just critically panned, even though it's such a, well, I, I wouldn't say panned. It's it, it sort of split down the middle. But mm-hmm. the animation in that movie is just so impressive and beautiful. I and I love it. I love that movie. Yeah. But Elemental, I think, is the safer bet here. I don't think the Academy is going to shut out Disney. So 
Um, and then the last one before we take a quick break here. Um, should I sing this one? No, I won't do that. Oh, uh, oh I won't, God, I Jared. Won't put people through that misery. <laughs> Let's talk about best song. Oh, God. I mean, even Ryan Gosling was surprised to hear that I'm just Ken win at the Critics' Choice Awards, but I think it's definitely a nominee. It's and definitely a, lot a nominee. Of support for it. Yes, it's not winning. Um, mm. uh, what was I made for is winning. Um, you know, Billie Eilish is coming into this as a prior winner. Mm -hmm. She, that song is definitely more serious. And I think songwriters in the songwriting branch are probably that, that one's going to get the most votes, uh, in the music branch. So, um, when it opens up to the entire Academy though, see, I'm like talking myself into a different point now, because I think once you see the nominees list, if you're an Academy voter and you see, I'm just Ken, you're like, oh, I know that song. Yeah. And what was I made for? Do people immediately know that song by title? I don't think so. Hmm. So maybe I'm just Ken does win at the Oscars. Who the hell knows? But I think the other uh, nominees are going to be Dance the Night, uh, the Lenny Kravitz song Road to Freedom from Rustin. And then also we, I mean, Miss Diane Warren coming in hot again with Flame and Hot, the fire inside. We cannot yeah. count out Miss Diane Warren. <laughs> I know. I, I think it's very possible. <laughs> uh and olivia rodrigo has a song in contention yeah um yeah there were uh, uh, thir 13 on the short list i think but um yeah. yeah well uh yeah i mean either way it feels like barbie's gonna have a good showing in this category yes. um and it'll be between those three um all right so like i said we are gonna take a quick break when we come back joey's oscar nomination predictions continue for best actor actress director and picture the awardist will be right back Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to The Awardist. EW's Oscars expert Joey Nolfi is with me today, offering up his predictions for Tuesday's Oscar nominations. We've already gone through the supporting actress and actor categories, as well as animated feature and song. We've got four more for you now, starting with Joey, take it away for best actor. So I'm predicting Bradley Cooper for Maestro. I am predicting Leonardo DiCaprio to get in for mm. Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Uh, Paul Giamatti is my predicted winner for The Holdovers. Uh, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I think that Coleman is probably going to be the one that falls off here. Just because mm. that movie, you look at the other ones here, they all have multiple cross-branch support. I think that the only thing outside of maybe the Lenny Kravitz song that, that Rustin has going for it is the actor supporting Coleman. He's such a warm presence. He is such a good uh, personality and presence to have on yeah. the campaign trail. I just don't think that that performance is... Uh, I, I think that if people are voting for that film, they're voting maybe for Coleman himself um, instead of necessarily the work in the film, which, mm. you know, he's a fine actor. I think that he is, yeah. he, he's so long overdue. He deserves his, his credit. But, um, I think that Leo is just probably a little bit more of a presence in a higher profile film. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I think you need that, you need sort of, um, that kind of momentum. 
yeah. building. So. Well, if Coleman does not get nominated this year, because uh, he also has a shot in supporting actor for The Color Purple, but not likely. Um, yeah. Folks, wait until you see him in Sing Sing, which was acquired out of uh, Toronto. Um, it is, he's phenomenal in it. Okay. Um, and I, my gosh, I hope gets nominated for it. Okay, let's talk. Best actress. We know Lily. We know Emma Stone. It's one of the two stones. Um, Who else you got in there? Uh, So, yeah, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I am still predicting her right now. Um, To win. To win. Um, Sandra for Anatomy of a Fall, just because the European Film Academy went crazy for this film. And there's no way she that they're not. putting her in here uh carrie mulligan for maestro Margot actually i'm putting in for barbie and emma stone for poor things all right so that leaves out natalie portman fantasia barino uh, uh greta lee annette benning yes gosh um what an amazing field though and such good performances for yes. everyone. i just look annette benning <laughs> we know my thoughts on that film but like <laughs> I just don't, I, 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 I can't, my brain cannot wrap my head around predicting something that was not as widely seen like Nyad versus something that Margot Robbie had such a strong hand in shaping um, with Barbie as a producer and the star. She is the face of this movie. Like, I just can't see how Margot does not get in, but Annette does. I, I, I know that she's popular. I know that she does a lot of work for actors and especially in the union. And it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that she is a very big presence. She's a respected presence, but I don't know. Just yeah. this performance is just not it for me. It's, it's not, it's not a good film. I don't think it's a good performance. I, I think it's, I, I think this is a case of them voting for the story and Annette mm-hmm. as a person again, versus the yeah. actual performance, yeah. the narrative around her. Right yeah. Now. All right. Best director, lay it on us. So this one's actually, I think, pretty easy. Um, I think we've got Greta for Barbie, um, Alexander Payne for The Holdovers. I'm predicting the straight copy of DGA. Um, Your Ghosts for Poor Things. I'm predicting Christopher Nolan to win for Oppenheimer and then Martin for Killers. All right. And last but not least, Best Picture. 321 (sighs) feature films are in contention here, but let's be honest, it really boils down to about um, 15 uh that are that are vying for those top 10 slots who are they oh yeah yeah yeah. so alphabetically we're gonna go american fiction anatomy of a fall barbie still predicting color purple holdovers killers of the flower moon maestro oppenheimer winning past lives i think is still in there and poor things though I don't know. I feel like past lives, past lives is in danger. You're in danger, girl. Like mm. it's to be replaced by what? Oh God, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, because there's, I, can't... I mean, like, there's, there's brewing support for all of us strangers. I think we, I, we I think really can't count out it, the zone out. of interest. There's a like... yeah zone probably. I would say zone. Um, all of us strangers, I think is, is, I mean, nowhere it, it's, it's shown up nowhere. Which is quite so, unfortunate. I know. I think I know. it's the best picture of the year, but I was predicting it for a while when a lot of other people had sort of fallen off it, but yeah, I, I yeah. the support is not there for that movie. So, um, 
past lives, I think. Oh God, because that didn't show up at SAG either. I, I, I think it's still in because I think it got a PGA nomination, didn't it? So yeah, and the PGA ranks on the same um, voting system that the Academy does. So yeah, past lives, I think is in. Yeah. All right. God, this is difficult. Um, maybe Maestro falls out. Um, I won't be surprised. Yeah, because Bradley, I, is, think, I think he's yeah. out for director. Yeah, and the I, only I could thing, see it happening. Yeah, yeah, I could see May Maestro December maybe falling out too. is not really in the mix. No, no. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah, this is going to be super surprising. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in, you know, some of these categories. It's the, you know, it's the four are sure, and it's the fifth uh, with best picture. It's like nine, eight or nine are sure. That last one or two. The last slot is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like one of those years where you feel like everything is just in and then you're just like when when it's not in, you're just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But then it also yep. doesn't make sense. <laughs> this uh-huh. is such a confusing year. It is very confusing. So many, so many movies um, and uh, so many that have kind of like made a splash and been part of the conversation for a while. Well, well uh, wait, because that was sorry. I don't mean to go back to this, but like, mm-hmm. OK, so if. So A24 is a presence in best picture usually every year and those yeah. are their only two films really in the best picture race this year would be zone past and lives past and lives zone. yeah so damn that adds another layer of like <laughs> and also maestro is really netflix's only Netflix's only right i almost said that yeah with um with may december kind of really not being part of the combo yeah that is so weird oh my uh-huh. gosh oh no <laughs> and Amazon's completely out of it this year. Yeah, yeah, because Saltburn is uh, not going to yeah. sadly get in there. Yeah, I don't think it will. And But if it does, that will be my biggest joy on Oscar nominations morning. And Oh, you'll hear me screaming from West Coast. I'm sure I will hear you from East Coast. It's y- uh, It would be a, a wonderful surprise that You'll morning. hear me taking a bath in Oscar's <laughs> excellence, bathing in Oscar's excellence from the East Coast, oh. Jared. Boy, oh boy, he went there. <laughs> Salt burned the Oscars. Um, well, we will know soon enough who uh, who is nominated. Oscar nominations uh, will be will be announced Tuesday, January twenty third. Typically at eight thirty a.m. Eastern, five thirty a.m. Pacific. As of this recording, they have not announced any changes to that tradition. Uh, so be sure to visit us Tuesday on ew.com for the nominations. You can even watch them live there. And of course, we will have full coverage throughout the day. Uh, and that for now is it for this episode of the awardist Joey, as always, thanks for joining me, Jared. Yeah. And thanks so much to all of you for listening. If you like what you're hearing here on the awardist, follow, rate the podcast and leave us an award winning review on Apple podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow entertainment weekly on all socials. We're at EW on X formerly known as Twitter and at entertainment weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall and Joey is at Joey I don't know if we want to do we'll that see you back here this next episode because they'll hate me for Oppenheimer shade. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, folks. Uh, we'll no. see you back here next week and, and every day at EW.com. Justice for Saltburn? Yes. Justice for Saltburn. There we go. This episode of The Awardist is hosted and produced by Jared Hall and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening.